Without a healthy mind, being truly happy and at peace is hard. The good news is therapy works. But what is therapy exactly? It's whatever you want it to be. Maybe you're not feeling motivated right now and would like some tools to help. Or maybe you're feeling insecure in relationships or at work, not dealing well with stress. Whatever you need, it's time to stop being ashamed of normal human struggles and start feeling better because you deserve to be happy. And now you don't have to worry about finding an in-person therapist near you to help. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist so you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can start communicating with your therapist in under 48 hours. Join the millions of people who are seeing what online therapy is really about. It's always a good time to invest in yourself because you are your greatest asset. And a special offer to I'ma Let You Finish listeners, you can get 10% off your first month of professional therapy at betterhelp.com slash I'ma Let You, I-M-M-A-L-E-T-U. That's betterhelp.com slash I'ma Let You, I-M-M-A-L-E-T-U. Thanks again to BetterHelp for sponsoring this podcast. What's up, everybody? It's I'ma let you finish recording Amy, except Amy is like in Bosnia or Kosovo. She's somewhere across some sea that I've never heard of. But we have a special guest today who is joining me in the middle of the night we're doing this. It is Regina R. Robertson. Now, here's the thing about my good old Judy Regina. Regina was one of the smart ones who worked in the music industry and woke up one day and said, this is some bullshit. And she broke out years ago. She didn't wait until like the rest of us who waited late and we were old, like, what the fuck do we do next? She decided, I'm going to write. And she became and not became and is a very successful writer. She's been the she was the West Coast editor of Essence. 20 million years, and she's a very successful author who wrote a book that we're going to talk about called He Never Came Home, which is a collection, once she wanted to tell her story, it's a collection of stories from women who did not grow up with their fathers. And it's a really great book. It's her first book, and it was a successful book. So welcome, Regina R. Robertson, who's here to shoot the shit with me this week on our 99th <laughs> show, Miss Miss Thing. It's almost three years of this show. I mean, 99 <laughs> problems, but this bitch is not one of them. Hello. <laughs> and can I just start by saying I'm so honored that you included my middle initial. It means a mm-hmm. lot to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I always know. I, that's how I always know when it's like something that's really sanctioned by you because right. if I see somebody say Regina Robertson, I'm like, mm mm. I don't, I don't know, know. her. She didn't. She didn't <laughs> she that's didn't not her that. byline. She didn't do yeah. that. <laughs> she didn't do that. She didn't do it. So how's LA? What's going on in Miss LA? Well, um, we had an election of mm. primaries, mm. and you know that was stressful. I felt like I was uh, 
taking a final exam. Right. There's so much at stake in <laughs> it's these so much coming up. It's a lot of shit. And I'm, I, I did my research and then I just found, you know, one of those inserts that, you know, that was piling up in the mm-hmm. corner. Cause it was like a million of them. And I'm like, Oh my God, I did. I, I did vote. I did it right. Like I, right. I got it. Okay. Um, so that's been going on. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's June, you know, I want to be excited for summer and, uh, I'm working. I'm up late. I'm procrastinating during the day and working at night. You're my usual. <laughs> but, you, but, you're, but you're a night writer, and what, what the listeners writer. don't know is Regina, for the last couple of years, has written the pre-show for the BET Awards, and you're yeah. writing the pre-show again this year for I'm the BET Awards. I'm writing the pre-show how's, again. How's your script going? It's going well. I, I, you know, I started. You know, I try not to be too married to the first round. You mm-hmm. know, my first draft, which is like, you know, either it's horrible or it's just the most fantastic thing I've ever written. And I just got a whole new run of show today, and I'm like, oh, so it's all changed. <laughs> oh, okay, great, no problem. <laughs> just that the bane of my existence. Yeah. So I, um, so I spend the day at the park, looking at the, you know, listening to the birds, looking at the sky, and then I come home at night. And it's like. Oh my god, I'm not done. So that's what I'm doing um, tonight, and probably for the rest of like the next two weeks. Oh, I spent the but day having good. I spent the day having COVID. Yeah, that happened. Oh, oh, <laughs> oh. Tune. I would like to announce. <laughs> I'm not okay. I'm only laughing at your dramatic <laughs> announcement because I need to have. motherfucking announce this because everybody who knows me knows. I yeah. have avoided this shit the same way I avoid vagina. Full avoidance. <laughs> For two and a half years, two kids. Years. I am the person who's not really gone anywhere. I wear two and three masks. I did everything right. And, you know, I've been doing my little test. And, honey, I was like, let me do my little test. I wasn't feeling well. <laughs> And, you know, the little test, you put the thing up your own nose. I stuck that shit up my nose. I felt like I impaled something. I was like, am I going to be bleeding? Because I'm crying and I'm doing this to myself. And I'm like, do-do-do-do-do. I walk out the room. You know, it usually takes, like, 15 minutes, those tests. Yeah. I walked out the room to throw the shit out, the the extra shit. When I came back, there was already two lines on the thing. I was like, oh, that's unpleasant. (laughs) this whole time is just... It's really motherfucking something. <laughs> it's that's yeah, that's probably the best way to uh, describe it. It's, it's ma- complete madness. It's so, complete madness. But I hope you'll be okay. Well, you will yeah, be okay. Yeah, you will be listen, okay. I'm soldiering through. We got a show to yeah. do. I got shit to do. You know, just got a show to do. Yeah. So, um, before we get onto the fuckery of the week, I want to get back to the book <laughs> because. This is like the, the third, fuckery of the week. This is man. like the third anniversary of your book, right? No, actually, what's today? Uh, like mid June, June thirteenth, twenty twenty two, will be my fifth anniversary of He Never it's Came been Home. Five years. It was June thirteenth, twenty seventeen. Yes, can you believe it? When it's it came like, out, seriously, I just yeah. remember the whole process. You writing, it just seems. First of all, it seems like it was 15 minutes ago. So that's uh, crazy. Yeah, five years ago. And but, I, it's, you know, it's, I think that after, for like the first three years, I feel like I was still carrying it on my back. And I think finally I can look at it and be like, oh, wow, you wrote a book, you did it. But 
I still haven't read it, you know? Right. Um, it's exciting. And you know what's really crazy? Someone on Instagram just wrote this incredible, like, personal like personal story infused review of the book. Right. And I'm sure she wasn't expecting me to find it and respond. And I did. Right. right. And, um, she was turning, I think she's 29 turning 30 and I could recognize how she felt when, you know, the stuff she wrote. And, um, I kind of waited a day, you know, people were responding, you mm-hmm. know, when I hit her back and she was just like, Oh my God. Thank, thank you so much. She started the review with like, wow. And then I went back on her page and like a couple months ago, she had, uh, she, her post was a photo of the book, her holding the book. And she's like, I'm not sure if I'm ready to read this yet. I was like, Oh my God. So well, this was just the other day. People are still discovering this book because that's what I was going to say to you. I remember when you hit me not long ago and you were like, I just got another, like a royalty check. My book yes, is still I got a royalty check. It's the still fact that selling. The, first of all, it came out the gate. Mm-hmm. And for all of you authors out there, you know, Regina had basically did everything herself. Her contacts yeah. got her, you went on TV, you went on radio, but that was all through you. And I think a lot of authors yeah. know that thing. You think, oh, I'm going to have a, a, a literary agent and they're going to put me out there. You did all of that work. And then it worked, and people started to buy the book. Then yeah. all of a sudden, you sold out that run. Did you sell out? Two yeah, runs? I saw. I saw it the first print run, um, and I don't think I even realized the significance of that. You know, right. but right. I have to say, there, there's someone I do want to mention, Tia Williams, who just she, her book um, Seven Days in June just came into. Uh, it just was uh, yesterday was her pub day for uh, her paperback. But T and I used to work at uh, Essence together, and mm-hmm. she was my, or is my, like, writer muse. Like, I followed how she promoted her book, and mm-hmm. she was really amazing at it. Her book was a Reese Witherspoon pick. Wow, uh, yeah. Reese book, yeah, Reese book club pick. And, like, Tia is amazing. She writes these sexy romance type books. Like, she's amazing. But... I saw how hard, I think I realized I was going to have to work really hard when I saw how hard she worked. Right. And I was like, wow. So T and I talked and I, you know, I'm glad that I, I'm glad that I know her and that like, I looked at how she was promoting her book and I'm like, oh my gosh, she's doing a lot of work. Right. She's doing a lot of work. And it was fun to follow her, even though, you know, my book is a much more heavy topic is nonfiction, but she like, you wanted to like follow her journey of like publishing the book and, you know, promoting the book and all her book signings and all of that. So I always give credit to Tia because I realized how much work I would have to do. But Um, how does it feel for you to have a book that clearly so many people are resonating with and they're still finding it? Right? Because I'm now, amazed. like you said, people are still finding it. People are still finding it. And I, I honestly, it blows my mind. I'm, I, it, it really does. Like, I just, when I read that the other day, I was just like, oh my. Because she hashtagged the book. It's the book title. Mm-hmm. That's how I mm-hmm. found it. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, well, how, you know, wow. And then there were people reading you know, her, the comments were like, oh yeah, that was a really good book. Like, oh my God, I'm going to come, I'm going to get, I'm going to come get that from you tomorrow. And I was like, wow. 
So it's it's very um All of this started from a person like you who wanted to tell your story, yeah. right? And you couldn't yeah. figure out how to tell your story. You incorporate these other women's stories. And now all of a sudden you look and it's so many people's stories. It's and because so there's so many different stories. versions of people not growing up with their father, right? It's not right. just one way. And some people's right. father died. Some people never knew their father. Some people's fathers were incarcerated their whole lives. Right. It's very interesting. It's very interesting. That, that you pack together. And the way it's written is beautiful. And I... I love the fact that you have something that almost seems like it could be generational, right? It's sad that yeah. it can't be in one way. It's sad, yeah. But in yeah, other ways, sad. books are forever. It's like music. And I think that you, you've, you've put together such an awesome, awesome, awesome literary piece that I hope that people who are listening... <laughs> really look it up and pick this book up. I, the stories are really moving. They're touching. And and I think yeah, that um, you. if you know anybody who's growing up without a dad, it's a, it's a great read because I think they maybe will find pieces of themselves and understand that they're not alone in some of those feelings that maybe I think certain people like you who didn't know your yeah. dad have feelings. Right. And it might feel like a very solitary thing because you see everybody else having parents and you think, oh, nobody else feels the same way. And I think the connection that people are finding is, oh my God, somebody else felt that way too. And like you said, it was a certain age. What you said, you it resonated with you that she was 29 turning yeah, 30, which is a very pivotal 30. age. And you start looking at your life yes. and, and some of the things as you're going really into real, like that's, you're going from young adult into like full on adulthood in yeah. your 30s. So it's, it's really, yeah. really good. It's really, really good. Thank you so much. Yeah. And it's, mm-hmm. it's 22 essays. I'm still really proud that mm-hmm. Joy and Reed wrote the, the forward. Like I, mm-hmm. I, that's something I can't believe. Right. And, you know, I got people like Gabby Reese, who I really wanted to be in the book, and she said yes. And mm-hmm. some of my <laughs> Essence co-workers are like, I'm really excited to have worked with Corey Murray and Wendy Wilson and Bridget Bartlett. It's just, I look at it, I'm like, wow. I can't believe it. You know, you know it was based on an article I wrote for Honey Magazine. So I have to thank Denise Milner for for even assigning me the story and Teresa L. Sanders, I always say her middle, her middle initial, right. Teresa L. Sanders, who called me after I did the story for Honey mm-hmm. and said, well, how come you didn't interview me? <laughs> and I think Teresa L. Sanders, hey, Teresa. Mm-hmm. Teresa was the one that let me know that like, oh my God, maybe I can write a book. Even though at the time, when did that article came out in like 2001? Like I was nowhere near like writing a book. But when Teresa called me, I'm like, oh, my God, I wonder if I could write a book. And the book was, my God, the book was published in 2017. So, you know, it took a long time. But what, it's What do you think about for a while you were toying with doing a flip, the opposite, speaking to men that didn't grow up without their father? I know you were toying with it and everybody was saying, why don't you? I remember, I I, I remember what I said to you. was like, I remember you going through this. This one almost killed you. I was like. I was like, do do. I said your second book, make it either something fiction or fun. I was like, don't go right back into (laughs) that. That book almost took you out. It it literally almost took me out. My agent, who I love, she's. I I mentioned to her once, and she was like, well, you know, this one was really hard for you. I was like, what? (laughs) Like, oh my god, everyone knows I was crazy. I thought I was hiding it really well. I was like. You were at. I really, I thought I was. I was no. trying to like, I was trying to do this thing where 
I treated everyone's story like a cover story. Which, that I and, had like a month to do. And you know how you are when you're writing your cover stories? Wow, that's okay. Uh, <laughs> you gotta stop no, talking. <laughs> but, but, but here was the real thing. Yeah. You also felt such a great responsibility to all of those women. And I remember yeah. you were very, you were just like, they're trusting me yeah. with this subject matter. I have to get this right. I have to. I have so to. Yeah, I had to you, get it right. You were really. You were. You were. You were so focused on yeah. getting it right, and then you did, and really everybody loves it, and everybody who was in that book was really happy, and they loved it, and the results are beautiful. Thank you so much, and thank you. You know what? Thank you for holding my hand and being my friend because I was. I don't. I, I look back and I'm like, wow. I look at pictures like. Oh my God, you were out of your mind. You got it done, but you like really, you know, one of my dear, dear friends said to me, she said, like after she came to my book signing and stuff, her name is Stacy Spruill. She said to me, I'm really proud of you. I know how many fears you had to swallow to write that book. And no one had said that to me. She's a writer too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And when she said that, I I don't know if we were on the phone. I just remember I was really upset after she said that. I was like, right. swallowed the. I was like, you're right, you're right. So five years later, I'm really proud. Um, yeah, it was definitely it was hard, and I can look at it now and be like, wow. But maybe one day I'll read it. You know, yeah. <laughs> I, I Listen, still haven't read it. The thing is. <laughs> You don't always have to read it. Like, you put it out there. You did it. You know what it is because you read all yeah, of those stories. I read all of those and, stories. And sometimes I believe when you're putting something out and you're getting out of you, once you get it out, you birth that baby and then you just give it for adoption, sweetie. You're like, here, take this baby. <laughs> <laughs> this baby belongs to the world. You know what I mean? Right. Because it's like, do you need to go back and revisit? I think you. I think maybe one day. You'll pick it up and you'll read your right. story that you wrote. But you wrote it. You sweat. Well, not so much mine, but everyone yeah. else. You know, yeah. it's it's so funny. I'm also very proud that Regina King is in the book. Yeah. Um, and uh, I remember asking her. You know, I've interviewed her a million times over the years, and I remember asking her around Ray. Mm-hmm. I said, "Oh my God, how many times did you see Ray?" I saw it like four times. It was so amazing. She was like. I feel like I saw it once at the premiere and I left early. I was like, what? <laughs> and when I wrote this book, I was like, oh, that's what that thing is. Like, you don't go back and like. Re- I've, I've done interview. I've been interviewed at magazines. I've done interviews on television. I've never watched any of them. I've, ne- <laughs> I've never read an article. Never. I've never. It's horrible. I, I barely listened to the show. Let me just tell you something. <laughs> no real talk. I listened to the show. To make sure the audio was okay, right, and right, areas right. where I know there needs to be edits, but I'm so hypercritical, and I think that when I'm talking, it just all sounds stupid. So when I go back, I will overanalyze, and it just of becomes course. it becomes yeah. a whole other thing. Um, before we get into talking some trash, <laughs> um, I will not. <laughs> um, if you're in LA, people. And you go downtown by that new SoCal stadium. There's a giant mural. 
<laughs> There's a giant oh mural by what's Kalita's last name? What's Kalita, Kalita Garcia Rawls? But let me. Can I just? Can I talk about Kalita yes. for one second? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. First of all, the mural is six feet tall. I think it's six. No, it's no, six. It's no, more no, no. Than thirty six feet. feet. I'm sorry. I'm, right, like I'm sorry. Six. It's thirty. I think it's thirty. What am I thinking? I'm sorry. It's late. It's like thirty feet. Mm-hmm. So okay, let me let me just give you some. So Kalita Garcia Rawls is a friend of mine. She's my neighbor too. And when I was writing my book, I worked a lot in her studio. So she saw me go completely. Like, if you talk to me and I sounded crazy, Kalita saw me going crazy and crying and just being a mess. Mm -hmm. So when it was time for my book cover, I was going back and forth with my publisher. And I had an idea what I wanted. And I was like, oh, my God, Kalita. And she's like, come over. We'll go. We'll we'll work on some stuff. So she has three daughters. Her little baby, who's about to be seven, mm-hmm. her daughter Sienna is our cover model. So we walked her down the hallway a bunch mm-hmm. of times. She was like one, uh, one years old. <laughs> was not even thinking. It's it like, come on, walk down the hallway, mm-hmm. hold the teddy bear. It was mm-hmm. crazy. Mm-hmm. So Sienna is my cover model. So I'm so proud of my the book. Cover. I never knew that. <laughs> yes, and we yes. talked about the book cover. Yes, you yeah, never told yeah. Me that. Mm. Yes, Sienna Rawls is mm. the book cover. Um, and uh, so I remember Kalita would help me with my, you know, my pose for like my book signings and stuff. So mm. fast forward, so Kalita has been painting forever, and just before the pandemic hit. Mm-hmm. She was working on Ta-Nehisi Coates' book cover for The Water Dancer. Mm-hmm. And she had her first big show in, like, February of 2020. It was amazing. Like, oh, my God, Kalina, yes, you did it, you did it, you did it. I swear, like, two or three weeks later, the whole world shut down. Right. So during the pandemic, Kalita's career has exploded. It is crazy. Like, Exploded. The timing, she has three kids, she's married, like, got a lot of big life, big life stuff going on. Mm-hmm. Her career completely explodes. So one of the things that she was working on, she gets all these opportunities, she's working on the stadium project. She's like, oh my God, I want you to, I want you to model for me and get in the water. I was like, sure, fine, whatever. Like, we're in the pandemic. I've been eating muffins and burritos. I am not getting in anybody's pool, believe me. So it's like, you know, we're going to do it. We're going to do it. And then, like, oh, my God, I have pandemic hair. Who, like, what am I going to do with my hair? My friend Courtney Montgomery Anderson was like, don't cut your hair. Grow it out. Grow it out. So I, know, I was like, you need, I said, you need to come out this pandemic <laughs> and serve these kids a new look, honey. <laughs> so then it was like, do I get braids? What am I doing? So I go for a walk a lot in the neighborhood. So one day Kalita saw me walking and she called me. She said, is that you walking down the street with all these braids out of your back? I was like, <laughs> yes, I'm trying something new. So <laughs> we go back and forth and I was like, I don't know, take a picture. I've been eating muffins and burritos and, mm-hmm. you know, drinking a bunch of sugary stuff. Mm-hmm. What are we going to do with my hair? Uh, you decide. What do you want me to do with my hair? She's like, I want the braids. I was like, okay. So in November, um, she actually got the dress made for me. Mm-hmm. 
Christopher John Rogers. Do you get to keep the dress? Oh my God, the dress, Kalita, if you're listening to me, the dress was ripped from my hands. Ooh. And it's, <laughs> I think it's going to be in a museum. I was just, it was like, I took it off. It was like, thanks. I'm like, I haven't seen the dress in months. <laughs> I was like, can I unzip it? Like, Work. really? She was it's like, hilarious. oh no, she was a part of my art. She was like, I got it made for you for right? this shoot. <laughs> <laughs> we laugh about it all the time. So all that to say, like she laughs about it all the time. She ain't saying I'm giving it back. It's like she did not say it's so funny. So we spent two days in the pool in November and of November of 2021, and I got my braids. I got my face beat, and she finished the painting. I, I don't. I don't remember how long it took her, but the the painting was up in SoFi Stadium for the Super Bowl. And it's over in the retail portion of the you know, SoFi Stadium is huge. Mm-hmm. So, yes, it's like 30 feet. And she's done like three paintings from that shoot so far. And it's like, oh, my God, you were serious when you said you wanted to paint me. I was right. like, are you sure? Like, really? Like, it's... I'm gonna say muffins and burritos. That's what right. I. Was, that's what my drug of choice for the last two years. I'm, yeah, but I'm now you're immortalized on the. I now I'm immortalized. <laughs> I'm sorry for the long story, but I wanted to give no, you some a great backstory. Story. Listen, no, I love, Isn't that. It, I love that. Yeah, she's. Um, yeah, so I'm really excited. Um, so all that to say, it has been very exciting to watch my friend's career just like explode. Yeah. Like in two years. And we say to each other, like, if your show had been, like, a week or two later, like, it literally, I feel like it opened, like, February 15th or something mm-hmm. like that. And um, the pandemic was, like, a couple of weeks later. So Listen, it's really What do we always beautiful. say to each other? If you stay ready, you don't have to get ready. Sometimes you just, it's about when the timing happens. Because it's never when you always think it's going to be. But if you're ready, if you're ready at the moment... You can walk through that door and your life can change with yeah, one yeah. simple little snap of the finger. Yeah. So speaking, Debbie Allen says, stay yeah. ready, boo. That's Debbie Allen says. Speaking of staying ready, yes. Lizzie, Queen Lizzie, <laughs> who I actually like, Queen Elizabeth. I don't know why I like her. I, I guess because, you know what? If somebody dedicates their life to service for that amount of time, you got to give it up to the lady. So she had her platinum jubilee. <laughs> and you know, she didn't. She wasn't able to attend all the events, but we, yeah, we saw her yeah. day one on the balcony, and she surprised everybody on the day, the last day of the balcony. We saw the rest of the boring ones. Alicia Keys performed at the concert, singing "Empire State of Mind." <laughs> yeah, I heard about that. Because that about- that really makes sense, you know. Right. <laughs> In front of Buckingham Palace, I was like, right. yes. Out Empire your, State of Mind. Out of right. your 90 albums that none of us listen to, that is what well, you Okay, that to is not fair. What's the last I one? really like the day that... What's the I last really like the first get? album. Okay. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Caller, you say what? Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> like, did you just I come mean, at me oh and say, I like, no, no, no. I like the no, no, album no. from 1978? <laughs> Let me just say this. You know what song from Alicia has really turned me out? Mm-hmm. Um, so Gone. 
I, I don't know that. With uh, Khalid? Yeah. Um, so done. I'm sorry. I have the title wrong. So done. Sorry. So done. Same thing. It's so uh, great. Yeah. It's a Listen, great song. She doesn't make terrible music, but it's like <laughs> no one cares. I don't care. Wow. Um, I'm not going to co-sign the that. The song that she has that I think I, I liked, uh, I really liked No One. I always thought that No First of all, she's a very nice lady. I've met her. She's so, I didn't like No One. She's very, Oh, No One was great. I like No One. Yeah. And I like, what's that one? Every time you touch me, tell me oh, yeah, you'll yeah. never see me again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, okay, yeah, I'll give you that. But then I remember her singing at, was it? Whose funeral was she singing at? Was it Whitney Houston? Oh, Whitney funeral? Houston. Ooh, yeah. And that was like, just a terrible day anyway. It was, it was like, like she was screaming that day. Yeah, it was like lady. But no, So Done, So Done mm. is a great, great song. Mm. I listened to that a lot. Yeah. Oh, and I was listening to the other day. Can I, I'm, this is the last Alicia thing I'll mm-hmm. say. Um, the Fire We Make mm. with Maxwell? Please, yeah. that is sexy. Yeah, that is a sexy. But I will say that. Oh my um, God, like you're the music man. Are you being shady? I, I don't really. I have to think about the her. The fire we make is, is so I gotta be really amazing. honest with you. I have, I probably do have all of her albums. I will mm-hmm. give them a spin, but I'm just not the hugest fan. And I'll start playing it and I get bored in the middle and I turn to Kylie Minogue. You know what I'm saying? It's like, <laughs> Where's Kylie? Where's Kylie? Who's going to be signing bottles of her wine 10 minutes from my house tomorrow, but I have COVID. And unlike everybody else, oh, I wow. won't leave my house and go see Kylie Minogue 10 minutes from my house. because You have, have to send a friend. You have to I send mean, someone. You know. Um, That's really crazy. But so, he, so then I'm we sorry. had the return of Harry and Meghan. And can, let me just say this about this whole situation, because I'm over the whole... <laughs> I know. See, I know Harry is your man. You love him. I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna let you have your thought, and then I'm gonna have a whole entire Harry moment. Okay. So please continue. I think that yes, the Oprah interview was really, really dumb. It was. Oh, I'm not convinced everything they said was a lie because. Quite frankly, oh, I do yeah. believe I could see all the dripping racism in so many different things, the way she was reported on. And everybody's like, we used to love her. I'm like, for five minutes. But in minute six, you didn't give, like, first of all, she's coming from a completely different culture. So there is going to be some sticker shock. Do I think it was Ooh, all sticker brash? Sticker shock is a good word. You know what I mean? It's like you have to give somebody a grace period, and there was none. And I feel like as a black person, we just don't seem to get a grace period that everybody else gets. It immediately turns to the Wicked Witch of the West. Now, mm-hmm. I don't think she was suddenly able to tempt this prince into let's run away. I think he was tired of being number two. I also, yeah. I also think where the racism and shit comes in is they were really popular and he's not in line for succession and they didn't want another princess Diana uh, being really more popular than her husband. Will and Kate have to be in that spotlight. Now, with that being said, (laughs) I think the way the two of them did everything was full of fucking shit. I don't care about either of them, really. I didn't even know who Meghan Markle was until she started. I knew who Prince Harry was and they were like famous American actors. I was like, who? They were like, Meghan Markle. I was like, who's that? (laughs) They were like, she's on Suits. I'm like, that show that I always see the commercials for? That's all I I thought about. So honestly, I am so tired of hearing about the two of them. I really am. Because first of all, I'm tired of hearing about the whole royal family. 
But I'm really tired of hearing about the two of them because I feel like they, the media now really has created such a narrative around them. They won't let them get past it. Everybody's just decided they were lying because the truth is, and nobody ever likes to hear this, but this is the truth when it comes to racism. Everybody knows that it exists, but Black people are never believed, right? And if you say this happened to me, people don't want to believe it. But when somebody who is not Black says it didn't happen, you instantly people tend to believe that because it's it almost feels like if somebody white says, like the palace, these are lies that didn't, oh, good. Because when somebody who looks like you says it didn't happen, of course you can believe everything. Yes, she's the evil one, all of those things. And that I don't buy. And I don't like that narrative. Do I think they handle shit right? Sometimes it's like, you know, go to LA and just shut the fuck up. Go do your thing. Where's <laughs> right. the podcast? Where these, go right. create your save the Those world your shit. Thing. But I don't need you guys to constantly be in front of the camera because that does not help. Well, it kind of it's kind of died down a little bit. Yeah. It's, it's, it's died down a little bit. It, I haven't heard their yeah. names in months. Until this weekend, and then of course until like, this weekend, and then you know right. it's like all of that bullshit. Um, but um, can I get so in, that, can I get into yeah. can I get yeah. into my Harry mode? Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. let me. You already know this, but let me tell the world. Harry has been my boo for a really, really long time. Mm-hmm. He has been my royal boo for years. Mm-hmm. I I don't know when it was. I saw a picture of him. I mean, I remember when he was born, God forbid, right? Mm-hmm. But I remember seeing a picture of him as a teenager. And I was like, wait a minute. You are the one. I don't mm-hmm. care what any what I don't care what anybody says. It's totally you. Right. Then he grew up and got to be real fine. Okay. Right. So I have loved Harry for a really long time. You have loved Harry for a long time. I have, and everyone knows. Like everyone knows that that's my boo. The bravery of him, because I would like to think that I would be like, "This is whack. I'm leaving." But I'm sure it wasn't that, it's not that easy. That's, right, you know, right. that's his family. That's where he grew up, you know. But, like, I loved when he was, like, going to the pubs. And he mm. was, like, party. I was like, Harry's different. Remember he showed up to William's wedding with, like, his hair all messed up. I'm like, were mm-hmm. you out last night? Because you're, like, you don't look like you were ready for your brother's wedding. Mm. But anyway, I love Harry. And I realized that when he left... That's the only reason why I cared about the royal family. Right. And I feel bad for William because your baby brother left and he took all the sexiness out of this whole equation. And, you know, it's 2022 and I just don't. And I feel bad for William in the sense that, like, the thing you grew up with that you have told, been told for your whole life is so important I don't know how much it matters anymore. And I really do feel, I I look at him and Kate and I'm like, Harry's gone. Like, who cares? Like, you know, I hate to be mean about it, but who cares? And when it comes to Megan, like that whole Oprah thing was such a stunt, but I believe what she said. I mean, like black people wonder which shade the baby's going to be. Why would we think that white people wouldn't think that? That part. (laughs) Okay. Wait, weren't black people like making up pictures of the baby, like this cute little boy with red hair? Why would we think that white people would be doing that? I mean, that. So, but I was that that whole um, 
I remember that I remember that interview because I was like ready and mm-hmm. then we get to it and it's her sitting there. I was like, right. where's Harry? Right. Oh, you're gonna do a whole performance right. first. Mm-hmm. Okay, I got mm-hmm. it. But I'm so happy for him. Like I, my my only issue with all of this is like, is Harry happy? If Harry's happy, I'm good. Right. Period. He seems like out of his mind happy. He's a dad. He's got two cute little kids. We got to see the baby girl. If Harry's happy, I'm happy. So if she makes him happy, I can't wait to see them at Whole Foods. And I don't know if I'm going to drive up to Montecito. They'll be here with me in L.A. Mm. at the salad bar. Mm. As long as Harry's happy, You know what's dumb about it? Everybody acts shocked. (laughs) Because... How many people, first of all, how many people, I know people personally, they were like, had to leave their families to go reach their dream and be like, this isn't what I want. My parents wanted this for me and they had to break away. But everybody to act shocked, like the one that you guys called the spare that has no purpose. Remember, these brothers used to do everything together. It was William and Harry. Then they got to that certain age where you are the second in line. And the one who's first in line starts having different duties because you are eventually going to be the king of England and your wife Mm -hmm. is going to be the queen. So their duties start becoming different. Maybe, well, I don't know why anybody finds it so unusual that maybe he's like, I want to have a life. I need to have a purpose. And I don't want this. I was born into this. I don't want it. And for people to act shocked, half the people- Because nobody does, because nobody has, who's done that? Nobody does that. Well, I, but you know what? I think a lot of people, how many people do you know? You know Want people's to. left, but you know a lot well, of people I mean, also yeah, left I mean, home, people, going against yeah, their home. family's wishes and had to make it on their own. I'm gay. I know so many people who were not, you know what what had say? to leave home, find their way and make their way and make their life. You know, I just, did, this is what I didn't like. I don't care. Even if all of that shit is true. It's your family. And I'm not down for trashing your family on TV because I can hate members of my family. But I'm not going to sit on an international television show and try to bring my family down. Like, Well, there's a lot of stuff. And don't forget, like, you know, this, this stuff with his mom was not good. It's not. But ultimately, at the end of the day, and this is what you realize, and I've realized even during this pandemic, when it comes down to it, you may have a lot of friends. But when shit really goes down, who you will ultimately end up needing in the end is your family. I'm not, I'm not, I hear you. And there could be dirty shit. All of our families have dirty shit. Yeah, you wrote, yeah. you wrote your story. You're not, <laughs> you did not sit there and say, here's all my, let me tell you this about my, you know what I mean? I do think there's mm. a way to try to talk about your freedom without really putting your family down in the mud. Well, you know what? That just means that in what he said, he's never going to say certain things. He didn't say everything. And I think. Um, yeah, but he's writing this book. So let's see. Right. And he well, knew to move the book because, you know, after the queen lost her husband and all this shit, now yeah. he moved it to next year. Well, I will say this. Mm-hmm. I will never forget him and William walking behind their mother's casket. Right. And I think that. We don't know half of what happened. Right. And. Yeah. No, listen. I, I, you know, I, I, I hear what you're saying, though. I but think I, family I don't secrets think sometimes have to be family secrets. And then, you know what? I, I, I would have liked it. What that, did he say that was 
So well, you know, listen, he said he's not going to say who said what color. But, what but, the, but the to skin me, tone but to me, that's whack. In. If you're going to lob, if you're going to lob that kind of shit, that's racism. Then you need to say who it is because you now you got well, his wife the, brought it up. Excuse me, his wife brought it up. And but and he expanded on it. It wasn't like he was yeah. like, "We're not going to talk about that." Right. <laughs> you know. So I mean, you then what you what that does is it starts the guessing game of like, "Well, who said it? Is it this one?" <laughs> right? You know what I mean? They knew what they were doing, especially when they got disagree. sunshine fucking sacks. Is that publicist? <laughs> it's like, come on. <laughs> I will go back to my original point. Mm-hmm. As long as my Harry is happy. Yeah. I'm I'm fine with it. You know what's gonna the make minute us- Harry is not happy. I'm gonna have problems. You but know, Harry yeah. is happy. You know what's gonna make us all happy? Something that I did not see coming. Oh God! What? Saucy Santana's booty. Oh, bitch! I saw this that thing. coming. I knew it was coming. I have been. I'm like okay. I knew girl. it was coming. I knew it was coming. You I like, don't. I, fo- I just followed him today. Yeah. I just followed him today, but I know about him. Mm-hmm. Be- I'm sure well, he's all over the shade you know, room. Remember, walk became a whole. I knew, ab- and no, I knew about him before. I knew no. I but knew about him before this booty is about that. to be the song of the summer. How clear amazing! Beyonce, clear Beyonce, Beyonce Yes. Which is we will say Beyonce so Santa, but that's actually a sample from even before. But yes, he had to clear. Let me just tell you something. That's it's about epic. to be. That's about to be the. It comes out Friday. Uh, oh my God! LA Pride is on Saturday, <laughs> and it is about to be. And didn't he, he just? And he, didn't he just perform at WeHo Pride? WeHo Pride was last week, and I believe he performed. That, oh, let me okay. just tell you something. That is going to be the moment. Yeah, it's going no, to be it, the it, no, no, last no. moment. It, it is. It the already is, moment. and people <laughs> don't even have the full song yet. Yeah, I'm ready for it. I'm like, you know what? My old ass be up there shaking to my booty, 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 booty. But booty. let me just tell you, I I have known about him for a while to the point where I was like, okay. What's going on here? There is a lot going on here. Mm-hmm. And then, I mean, before Walk, when Walk came, I was like, oh, you're not playing. Okay, right. you're not. But I knew about it because I, I knew about him way before then. Well, he was all loving. Wasn't he all loving hip hop at one point? I don't even know that. I, I feel like was. I know him from Instagram. Mm-hmm. He was all, I've seen him in like the shade He's room. Been like, on I his would grind see him for, uh, for, for a, a minute. Day, yeah. And I felt like Walk was like, you know, this generation's you better work. Yeah. I was like, what? Listen, you better you better come with this. And I'm I happy just, for I think all it's of these. What I'm loving is all of these queer people of color and black kids really yeah. stepping into it and being out front and just being unapologetic and good actually coming with some yeah. good, catchy music and just being like, this is who I am and here it is, you know? <laughs> And he's on the cover of Teen Vogue. Yes, I saw that today. I saw that today. He is living. Mm -hmm. I think it's great. I'm excited for him. I was listening to Material Girl today. I was just rolling. (laughs) It is insane. It's like, what are you saying? Like, oh my God. Miami, we see me and your man, and we're rolling in Miami. It's like, oh my God, what? Mm-hmm. But yeah, I saw the team. I gotta read the story, but I saw the Team Vogue cover today, and um, he just cracks me up. Mm-hmm. He is in it. Perfect like, for pride. Go off. It is. Perfect, yeah, go off. Perfect. Perfect for pride. 
So you know I hate these lists that everybody always wants oh, to do. Lists I are hate awful. lists. And now Rolling Stone has put out their top <laughs> 200 hip hop albums of all time. Okay, because we need that from Rolling Stone. <laughs> I mean, because we the, need that from Rolling the Stone. The top right? ten, right? Okay, I'm going to look at the top ten, and I said, all right, I, I don't, I'm, I'm not going to hate on that. But let's talk about in the order of how they have the top ten female albums. So they have the first one that comes up is Missy, so addictive. Then the Miseducation. Mm-hmm. Then mm-hmm. Invasion of Privacy, Cardi B. Hardcore mm-hmm. Little Kim. Pink mm-hmm. Friday, Nicki Minaj, Super Duper Fly, Fly, Missy Elliott, Hot, Cool, and Vicious, Salt and Pepper, Room 25, No Name, All Hail the Queen, Queen Latifah, and Megan Thee Stallion, 10. So in the list, that's, the, and they're not all in the top 10, but that is the first 10 female right. rap albums they have. And I'm looking at that saying, now, wait a minute. Wait a minute. <sighs> it's so First of all, there's no way that this is, okay, and I've said this a million times on this show. We love Cardi B on the show. I love her. We buy into the whole Cardi B-ness of it all. But right. Invasion of Privacy cannot be above Little Kim's hardcore. Right. <laughs> you right. know what I mean? Which influenced all of those girls who came right. after that. Right, and right, right. Megan Thee Stallion can't be the number 10 female artist on there and whatever happened to like Light as a Rock, MC Light's album? We're talking hip hop. Right. You know right, what I'm right. saying? Light as a, what? And what about Inga Marchand? Like, you know what hello? I'm saying? How I was about, like, Foxy uh, Brown is you, not on this list. Or how about Yo Yo's You Better Ask Somebody? Like, you know Yo what I'm Yo, saying? yes. How about fucking Roxanne Shantae's debut album, Bad Sister? Like, it's just this is not a diss to any of these women. It's not a diss to Megan Thee Stallion, but I'm sorry, there no, is nobody has ever. I don't think anybody has ever said that is a top hip hop album. You know what I mean? I just don't. See you know that. what else? You know what else is interesting too? I thought having. I mean, Missy's dope. Nothing to take away from Missy, but like, there's two Missy albums at the time. Like, well, well, no. Here's the thing. This the. And they're not all in the top 10. How they rated, what the list is, these are the first 10 females on the list. On the okay? list, right. And so I in the that. order of the list, I'll tell you where it is. I'll, I'll go through the list right now. They have number, the, in the top 10, the, the top 10 is, number one is Notorious B.I.G.'s, uh, yeah. Born mm-hmm. to Die. Two is Stankonia, Outcast. Three is Jay-Z, The Blueprint. Four is Public Enemy, It Takes a Nation. Five is Kendrick Lamar, To Pimp. Six is Kanye's My Beautiful Twisted. Seven is the first female, Missy's Missy's So Addictive. Eight, Wu-Tang Clan, Into the Woo. Nine, A Tribe, The Low End Theory. Ten, The Miseducation of Lauren Hill. So there are two women in the top ten. Right. So we get to our next woman at as I scroll through. Blah, 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 blah. Wait, you know, where's Card- Elmatic on that list? What? I'm sorry. I didn't even pass that yet. That's not even here yeah. yet. Okay. That's okay, not I'll even go. the top Ele- ten. Wait, right. Eleven is Drake, Take Care. That's above Illmatic. <laughs> Okay, stop. Just stop. Like we're not I mean, we're not gonna like I'm from Queens. We're not doing this. I mean we're not doing on. this to Nazir Jones. Like no. Oh wait, oh so the next one is Cardi B is number sixteen. And it's like, well, hold on. <laughs> and that, and then hardcore is number nineteen. It's like these lists What? Are, yeah, it that just this is crazy. This is why I saw I them getting lists. dragged. They got dragged all over Twitter for this today. They should. And here's the thing, and I'm not trying to get attacked by the barbs. <laughs> 
I think that Pink Friday is a fun album for Nicki Minaj. Uh-huh. I do. But I also, when I hear that album, it's like a fusion of, it's like a pop album, a hip hop pop album. Oh, right? you should lower your voice because you're going to no, get No, 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 no. And it's not bad. But I'm mm-hmm. just like, it's just interesting because I absolutely think she deserves to be on the list and it deserves to be there. But right. when we're talking about, there are people that even influenced her career, right? So when I when I say mm-hmm. like an MC light, we're talking, if you're saying of all time, mm-hmm. there are some people who made those albums early and influenced all of these ladies. Mm-hmm. I absolutely believe, listen, love or a hater, Nicki Minaj, what she did as a female MC and the levels of success she was able to attain, right. Mm-hmm. I think is really important. And it goes down in the history of books as someone who was able to really take it very, very far. But I've had this debate about her when I felt that she was doing too many records. She was on too many features. I was like, she was on everybody's oh, yeah. record. And I felt mm-hmm. like a, a, a Nicki Minaj feature should be special. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. At a certain point. I agree. So, yeah. You know, but when I listen to a picture like Starships and those songs and Super Bass, those are great. But when you hear them, do you think of them as hip hop or do you think of them as pop songs? You know, that, I, can, I, I can respect that. So I believe she needs to be on the list. But I'm saying, does that album get to be higher than, you know, than like a, 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 a like, God, I just think of all the girls, even a salt and pepper. Yeah, Hot, cool and vicious right? is in there. Hot, cool and vicious should be. That was groundbreaking. They're the that album went platinum. Yeah. They were the first ones to really do some shit. And you think about those. So, listen, I'll take your man. I'll take your man, motherfucking right. tramp. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? My those mic were, sounds nice. That Check. is <laughs> that is that is Queens hip hop. Yeah, they they that, were they they, they 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 put their foot in it, and that should be higher to me. You know what I mean? I it thought I, you know I was. I was thinking about Eve too. Um, Absolutely, she's yeah. another one. Yeah, she should have been Eve, higher. More like Eve that. Megan spot kills. needs to be Eve spot. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So it just seems a little. Eve ain't no joke. Listen, <laughs> she was that. Chick. I listen to her. I listen to her verse on Hot Boy sometimes. Mm-hmm. Eve is crazy. That's the thing. So when I look at this <laughs> list, it's just kind of like, you know what? Y'all need to stop doing lists. You really Yeah. Do. I mean, 200 albums I thought was a lot. You know what I thought? Like, what did you think? I thought like Bahamadia. Like, there were some people that I was like. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. If, you, if, like, you're gonna, okay. if you're gonna go hip hop. Yeah. And this is not, listen, and I always I always try to to, to preface this because I don't want people to feel like I'm disrespecting people. We love Megan Thee Stallion. Mm-hmm. But what also helped Megan Thee Stallion was, and, and having those hits, was clips on TikTok because now all of that counts, you know, versus mm-hmm. we're talking these records that yeah. people are going out Deep there to, albums. you know yeah. what I mean, to mm-hmm. buy that have lasted. Well, we will see I, I don't know anybody who called her album a classic. I don't, no. So so how is that like number 10 is one of the top of all time? A, right. a 10 as far as the 10th female on your list. 
Right, 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 right. So I, that's why I hate lists because it's all subjective. Oh no, lists are terrible. Dumb. And I'm like, if you go talk hip hop, get some real hip hop writers in there and dig deep and go for the real deal shit. But it's ridiculous, and it's it, it, it's just ridiculous, and it's dumb. I saw I was reading some of like their criteria, and I was mm. like, y'all just shouldn't have done this. Like, but I was glad to see like tribe, like you know, yeah. there's some stuff on there that, that should be on there. But I was just like, and I and I can't front. There was some stuff where I was like. How come I don't know this? <laughs> I can't front. I because was like, it wasn't mm. one of the top albums of all time. That's <laughs> why you don't know it. That's Good why answer. you don't know it. You know what I mean? And it's I like, thought DMX should have been higher. I like, mean, DMX literally DMX was a guy was like who every, every album came out and it was number one. Right. <laughs> Platinum <laughs> albums everywhere. And debuting wait, at number else. one. It's like on the Hot 200, on the chart that everybody looks at. Brent. So there was know. something else. Wait, there was somebody else that I was looking at. I was like, wait a minute. There's somebody. There was <laughs> yeah, somebody I was really missing. surprised by that. I expected to see Illmatic. I'm like, well, where is it? <laughs> yeah, it should have been fact, you know what? Let me keep looking. Where, wait, I'm sorry. It's like low. De La Soul's Three Feet in, High and Rising is at number 33. An album that is considered so influential. It's just yes! ridiculous. It's ridiculous. And uh, can I just say, like, as a... As a and like, how is the chronic not in the top ten? Which is crazy. I mean, and I have to say, and I know it's not like um, I thought. Yeah, the chronic is number forty. Yeah, absolutely. That's insane. The chronic, like, whatever. Um, One of my favorite Jay Z albums. I love American Gangster. I love American, and I know that's not like a highlight for everyone. That's just Mm -hmm. mine. Yeah, I like that album um, a lot. Yeah, I just thought, like, lists are just... You're going to get screamed on when you write lists. So I mm-hmm. hope that, I mean, like, I saw the dragging on Twitter. I was like, I am so glad I was not involved in any of this. Oh, yeah, this people are like, guys- what the fuck is this? <laughs> <laughs> literally like, what the fuck is this? And I don't even think that I can do it. You know right. what I mean? Like, who are you guys? Right. Wait, who is anybody to, like... You have your favorites. I have my favorites. And I just think... When Amy, whenever just... Amy and I try to do a list show, we're like, let's list our favorite songs. Okay, we'll just do five each. We both come back with lists of like 47 things. It's like, I can't... Right? Do, like when people ask me, who's your favorite artist? It's like, it depends. Everybody knows I love Madonna. Madonna's always been my number one. Everybody knows oh, that. Oh, poor but, Madonna. But everybody also knows I love Grace Jones. Grace Jones is my number one. I love yeah. Janet Jackson. And Kylie Minogue, God forbid. And... <laughs> Another person who I love is Kate Bush, who's having a complete resurgence because because of Stranger Things. And fun fact, something I never knew, Running Up That Hill is now number eight on the Billboard Hot 100. Yes. Kate Bush has never had a top 10 song in America. Yes. I thought running up that hill the first time around was actually a hit here because that was college for me so that was co- kate bush was college radio yeah that was a down, that was a big you know song I mean? yeah so i always thought it was a hit and it's actually battling for number one in the uk and it hit all over the world and it just this is the thing that makes me happy about the the tiktok world and streaming that these young kids don't have to be like let me go to the record store and search they're discovering Kate Bush. And yes, mm-hmm. they're discovering her with Running Up That Hill, which is a great tune. But then they'll hopefully discover the album that is on Hounds of Love. Then hopefully mm-hmm. they'll go into the whole catalog and they'll discover Withering Heights and Babushka and Wow and the Red Shoes album and realize this lady has a full catalog of music and they discovered her. And that makes me happy because yeah. she is an artist who's very influential. She's been up for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame several times. 
Really? I didn't know that. So many people love her. A lot of hip hop Mm -hmm. artists love her and she keeps not getting voted in. And I kind of wish almost this had kicked back to maybe four months ago when people were still voting. Mm. I think if this moment had happened, people who had their ballots would really realize the importance of Kate Bush and finally vote her in. Because she's really an amazing songwriter and she she produced herself on this album. And the fact that the song is having this bigger resurgence, just listen, you know how much I love music. This Kate Bush is one of those people to me, I think everybody should know. Like it's an acquired her voice can be an acquired taste, but man, it's my taste. I just love it. And I it's love it. It's a beautiful, having- like you know, full circle moment. Yeah. I haven't seen this show, but I was reading that um Winona Ryder loves her mm. and had been wearing Kate Bush shirts <laughs> mm. to give them hints. But it's 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 beautiful. It's um it's almost like, you know, when you're dope, it comes back around for you, you know, like if you just stay focused, if you stay focused and, and thing, stay dope, you know, and the thing about dope. Kate, Kate has never been thirsty for it. She actually yeah. made a statement, which is rare, saying that she loves yes, the show yes, and she's really happy and yeah. she's never toured the United States ever. Wow. She's only done one real tour that was in like 79 in in a tour of the UK. Then she came back in like 2013 and did that. It was like 30 dates or something at the Shepherd's Bush, maybe. I don't remember. Someplace in in the UK sold out immediately and very Mm -hmm. fiercely was like no telephones, no recording. And bitch, there was plenty. No telephones, right. no recording. No I have recording. An, this is an experience, and you're not going to be sitting here recording me while I'm doing it. Amazing. That's an artist. Yeah, yeah. Come when you yeah, have it's, something it's, to say, here's what I'm presenting, yeah. and I'm out. I'm not mad at it. I think no. it's really, it's a it's a beautiful moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's, yeah. it's fun when you see the kids learning about new stuff. It, you know, it's new to them. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, it reminds me of, it's so funny. I love Stevie Wonder so much. And I remember being a kid and finding my mother's uh, fingertips. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this? What is this? We have to we have to play this all the time. It was right. like on a 45. Right. And it was like my whole world opened up. So like you said, hopefully the kids will dig back into all of her other music and just just keep discovering and then maybe from there discover something else like that's that would be dope that and good for dope. her and that it's would pride be month kate is perfect for pride thank you for Jeannie, yeah. for doing this show oh my god you know it's been really really amazing y'all don't know we're taping this in the middle of the night y'all because amy and i <laughs> act- <laughs> amy and i actually did tape a show that was supposed to air but you know she's like in a country that there was that was having blackouts, the Wi-Fi connection was bad, and the show came back, and I was like, we sound like two crackheads <laughs> fighting under a blanket. I can't put the show out sounding oh like this. God. This isn't good. But um, you know what it is, kids. Um, you can follow Regina. Uh, first of all, she has a website, Regina. Regina Is it RegineRRobertson.com? No, website is no, Ro- RegineRobertson.com. Mm-hmm. On Instagram, I'm Regina R. Robertson. And Twitter, I'm... Re- no, I'm sorry. Let me... Can I back up? Mm-hmm. My website is <laughs> RegineRobertson.com. Yeah, right. Twitter is re- at Regina Robertson. 
And Instagram is at Regina R. Robertson. I and, really tried to get my set my R into Twitter. And your book is still making <laughs> they, they can order the book on Amazon. Is it still in order local the book stores? On Amazon, local stores, uh, BarnesandNoble.com, and um, and I have to say, Courtney, I am so honored to be your guest. It means the world. Well, thank you for being my guest. <laughs> And you guys know what it is. You hear us every Thursday on the Pantheon Podcast Network, where there are over 70 music shows, every kind of genre. If you love it, it is there. We're there. You love us. We love you. Come see us there. You also know that you can keep in touch with us on Twitter at Finishima. We still fucking hate that name, but what can we do? Um, on Instagram, I'm going to let you finish New York. On uh, Facebook, at I'm going to let you finish all one word. On Twitch at... Uh, twitch.tv slash court monty on tiktok at i'ma let you finish podcast we're here we love you leave a rating tell a friend eat your vegetables unlike me don't get covid and have a good time and we'll see you <laughs> and next drink week. your water and drink, drink your, your water. water and we'll see you next week on our hundredth show It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more fantasy points.